Healing crystals, skincare routines, knitting a sweater, fitting in jeans. With Katie and Sarah, no need to worry. You're on a lady journey. We're doing it. We're doing it. Lady journey. The plant's back in. The plant is here. We had to take it out for Megan, and then we forgot to put it back in for... Now all is well. (laughs) Again, finally. I know you guys were like, it's just not the same without the plant. I know. People were probably commenting on the video, like, (laughs) what what happened? Where are you guys going? What is life? Is this almost over? What's happening? <laughs> Lady Journey's falling apart. <laughs> We're just softly crumble. Just a soft crumble. Oh my god! How much is some? There's a new term instead of quietly quitting. It's called rage hiring. Oh, meaning like when you go in this. to get hired, you're like, I want a million dollars a year because you don't <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> yes, I have heard. I have heard there is a new I've seen like different TikTok um, advice bits on like when you how, like asking for the salary and what how like overshooting it like five hundred thousand dollars. And they're like, um, well, this is a library. <laughs> But you're higher. Yeah. Like, I always knew I needed to ask. It's like bogus. Yeah, yeah. I love it. But I have heard, because this will go into what we're going to talk about today, but I have heard that, like, the only way to now get raises is if you jump to another company. Because companies aren't really great about internal raises. I think you also do basically have to... You have to, and this is what I have read in, uh, a, I believe it was like a corporate women's advice book, which I found that it applied to like everything because, you know, we're basically living in a man's world and that's what the premise of the book was. But, you know, if you want to raise, you have to negotiate it. You have to go to them, be like, I want to raise. If I don't get the raise that I want, I'm going to quit. I want, I want to raise. <laughs> we'll and I'm also, big scene. I will cry <laughs> in the bathroom for as long as I feel. Um, and, and then you also have to negotiate in a way that you're going to be like, I will offer this. I will offer this. I can take on this. I can take on that. And, and a lot of women don't do that, but men do. And so that's one of the reasons that the there is a wage gap is because there's kind of this like unwritten rule that like you know women are we're here we are like toiling away like yeah, I want to I be good enough work hard they'll like me more and you're if, like that's if not I just the get truth abs, if I just get abs then my <laughs> I can get a everything will be fine well I this was oh this has always been a weird thing in my life is because I've never cared about any of my day jobs because mm-hmm. you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to be a star. So you never care about your day jobs. But what has inadvertently happened is that I have thrived in the corporate world. Oh yes. Yeah. You're th- I have risen the ranks and it's like a very, it is like the show movie office space. It's probably because you bring, and I think that's important. Like you bring a detached like demeanor to the workplace and you don't let things get to you. And it, they probably see like leadership potential. Yeah. And Dissociation. Dissociate <laughs> as much as possible, as much as possible. The other thing too I always come in with boundaries because I've had to where I was like, I have to leave at five because I've got shows at night. Yeah, I can't. And a lot of times I'm going to need to get off or work from another location because I will be on the road and they've given it to me. And and then those the those are the people that they will give the raises to and they will promote because then they realize that's the only way that that person is going to do more work for them. Yes, it has 
always benefited me. And I'm like, why can't this go into my comedy world? Yeah. And that's why like salary. I know I do find that same thing, too. It's like when I have found like I really eschew like anyone's opinion of me or like I'm in a bad mood and I'm like, you know what? I'm just I just do not care anymore. And I kind of am able to externalize that feeling of like, I don't care about you. I don't care about the show. It actually comes off as a certain type of confidence which it isn't really it's just kind of like giving up and being (laughs) like in anger but it comes off as like a confidence which helps people be like wow that's why they say like I always hated that and it's like a lot of young guys like that guy just doesn't give a fuck and like admire it but it is like that book the subtle art of not giving a fuck where you do just kind of be like you know what this could go bad or go good part of it's out of my hands and I actually really couldn't care less and everyone could go fuck themselves and people are like god bless you oh yeah i think because and then you're not you're never crying because of that never crying because of it because you're like you know what i'm good yeah i don't need this and who cares i don't need it who cares that's a great mantra (laughs) (laughs) but it is a great place to live from but yes this goes into like we are going into personal finances that's our journey today personal finance but before we start i want to do say please subscribe to our youtube if you are on youtube now thank you you're home make sure you click subscribe so you can always see us great things will happen to you i'd like if you're like if you send this to five friends yes you will have great wealth this year if you skip this video right now you're going to fall you're going to be in a fall (laughs) don't do it don't bring shame upon your family subscribe and you will get one million dollars tomorrow tomorrow that is a fact yeah um and i also want to say thank you to our patreon members i want to say thank you to the awesome people that have joined recently um i decided i wanted to include this instead of a stone because this is a a magical element is that a dream catcher isn't this gorgeous this is a dream catcher this is made um this is an authentic um dream catcher that was made um by native american people and i bought this when i went to palm springs with my former lover ian Ian finance who we were just on his (laughs) podcast people don't know that we date and they're like why and i'm like well you know what he's a great guy yes he's very funny and nice he was very sweet and we no longer speak but we um (laughs) (laughs) i've told him to get out of my life but no we but I come in his podcast. I do. Well, you know, just for ours. Just yeah. for ours. But no, I love Ian. And we um, got a bunch of these. And so I wanted to dedicate this awesome, gorgeous dream catcher. Not a stone, but I hope you, I hope you will be okay with that because this is still a very precious. It's a good it's little, a, I don't know what you would call it. It's a precious little magical artifact. And yes. I, and this is for Bridget, okay? This is for Bridget. And we did that Dreams episode, which I thought was really cool and fun. And we had a great response to it. So, Bridget, I hope that you have really amazing dreams. I hope you remember your dreams. And I yes. hope that you um, get a... I hope you're a white woman and you get a dream catcher and you display it in your home, <laughs> which is one of the things we're famous for. It's such a lady Hello. journey. <laughs> Ethnic art. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was in the, the American Southwest and now it's the theme of my living room. Um, <laughs> and then the next stone is going out to um, Amy. So that one's for Bridget. This one's for Amy. So I actually got a um, really cool gift from my brother on Christmas. He gave me a set of eight hematite stones and they are for stones stone stacking so oh for a sec I was thinking those look like stones that you would heat up and put on your back oh they do kind of and I I would like to do that with this too give myself a little back massage but this is um a beautiful raw piece of hematite which you don't often see it's always like tumbled you know but I love the raw hematite it's so gorgeous and smooth but this is for Amy it focus energy focuses energy and emotions for balance between the body mind and spirit dissolves negativity 
be gone spirits okay <laughs> and it prevents you from absorbing the negativity of others oh my god a- amy take it to work okay <laughs> take this to work put it on your desk demand a raise oh my god i love putting little artifacts on your desk oh my god i love making my desk into a, a full, shrine a shrine a full cult shrine like, <laughs> um i'm just appraising mother gaia <laughs> the earth mother what's uh, I, i'm sorry i made people uncomfortable in the office with my animal bones <laughs> <laughs> we have the third episode wave right now we have the third episode wave but let's get into personal yeah. finance now i'm watching something um right now which i think is really interesting it is the bernie madoff documentary on netflix it's actually one of, it's actually a good documentary and it's not about stabbing people so yeah it's a win for netflix as far as i'm concerned that's a good one because i okay i love those kind of these kind of stories yes because I think we all kind of have it yes it's like a greed or like you want to it's a get rich quick mindset which I've been obsessed with lately because I see it on TikTok all the time yes it's just rife with these schemes that are like I work from home and I live in a van and I have a hundred thousand dollars in my bank account and just follow me on my van and you'll see what I can do yeah they're like I only work four hours a week and I make a million dollars a month and you're like what how yes there's no fucking way yeah unless you're just selling drugs yeah Yeah. you're not making a million dollars a month off tiktok but i do believe you're saying that yeah (laughs) or it's like i just bought a a laundry mat and i i made my money back in a day (laughs) i i think it's funny too because it's like i'm (laughs) i'm new to all this stuff but like i was telling my dad that i'm like dad i'm gonna buy a laundry mat my dad was like that was like the classic like joke in the like 80s of like lo- buying a laundromat and like losing money I think it was like on an episode of Seinfeld or That's something all I need to hear is a dad to be like that was the joke of the 80s yeah. and you're like oh okay oh, I was just taken in by a repackaged ancient <laughs> scheme <laughs> And that's why, like, the Bernie Madoff documentary actually goes into a bit of the history of the Ponzi scheme. Which yeah. Is, and it's got, like, a lot of interesting financial information, too, of, like, the um, growth of the stock market, the growth and evolution of the stock market with, like, the development of computers and all of those different, you know, the internet and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I always think um, people that also live in an extreme amount of debt are also in the same world as the Bernie Madoff because... I actually think a lot of these scams turn out where they do plan to like hope that it will pay itself back fast enough, but then it goes way over their head too much and there's no way out. Yes. I think that's a lot of what happens. I was watching this film um, called To Leslie, which is a... That's what I... Everybody's been all of a sudden like raving about it. It's amazing. Mark Maron is in it and I think he executive produced it. With a southern accent. He is sexy. Can I just say that? Oh you my can, god! What? But is, I would never date him. I would date married. him. I mean, I'm well, really I'm, married. I'm also married in spirit. I'm spiritually <laughs> married, spiritually married. And um, but I, I, he's so charming and cute in the film, and and he does seem like a nightmare, uh, you know, to be in a relationship with. As he has self admittedly made his girlfriends yeah, cry to test if they love him. <laughs> but I hope he likes Lady Journey, and I hope he has us on our podcast. And I will we be would emailing. Love to him. do it, and a big fan of his stand up. Big fan. I'll email him this clip yeah um but anyway <laughs> the film is great and it tackles that like it tackles that um urban legend that it's like 
whatever percentage of people that win the lottery in seven years they're totally dead broke and it and you it's s- devastating and you see why it is too that's the premise of the show it's like a woman seven years later she has nothing she's an alcoholic and and you kind of follow her journey a lady journey that if you will lady it's a two lady journey and um but you you get such a clear picture of why that is because she's in a poor town in texas she has no money she's a single mom she gets money and then she you just don't don't have money management skills and also on top of that you're like responding to it in a super emotional way you're then probably overcompensating for stuff that you didn't have as a kid that you feel like you should have now but yeah. it's not really important because I there was an Oprah I saw years ago of the doc on Showtime where they actually found a homeless guy that had you know not any homeless guy he had the ability for cognitive yeah behavior or like the to make good choices he was with it he was with it yeah. that's a better way of saying thank yeah. you I don't know yeah. why I had to go scientific he was with it <laughs> yeah I like I like that too I do that sometimes at like a party where I'm feeling sometimes I'm feeling awkward and I just start using vocab yeah. I'm like cognitive like, dissociative his uh, uh, cognitive function was high functioning and um anyway okay yeah so, so moving on they gave him uh, an ext- like a good amount of money, like a lottery amount of money. Mm-hmm. And it was just I, immediately he bought himself the $60,000 truck. Wow. Which is like cars are always the worst investment. They depreciate yeah. value. You And then immediately he called a girl that he really liked and had her like come stay at a fancy hotel. So now he's like trying to impress people. Oh, wow. And yeah. then you could just and then they were like, we set him up for job interviews. He never showed up. So it was just kind of like, it just shows you that a lot of people, it's hard. Like, I think being poor is also a disease. And I remember that in this movie called Hell or High Water. And they had, that was in their dialogue. And I was like, absolutely. It's really hard to get out of a poor mindset. Yes, because I think it is like a response to trauma in a way. Um, And being poor is traumatic. It is, I like you were like, it is a disease that I have. And um, (laughs) I am suffering. Please donate to my GoFundMe because there is no health insurance for this disease. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's funny to present it that way, but it is in a way. Uh, um, Like a mental illness or like an addiction, an addiction in a way. I'm reading this book right now, which I'm obsessed with and I love and I've wanted to read it forever. It's called The Psychology of Money. And the, it starts out talking about like, we all have, a different and unique perspective of money and we make financial decisions based on that you know so it's like he was saying like for example people's investments um like if you grew up like I did when right when I got out of college it was like literally the financial collapse of 2008 like yeah I've always been really conservative with like investing and and stuff because of that because like that was my formative financial experience and he said we all have these different perspectives that inform how we spend money and a lot of spending that we do is totally psychological it's totally from an emotional perspective and uh you know a lot of times like when we waste money that we really needed to um, instead, like save, we're wasting it on stuff because we think it's going to make other people think that we're special. And in fact, it doesn't even have that. You know, he was like saying cars, for example, like he would work as a valet and um, he would see these fancy cars and he would always be blown away by the car, but he would never even notice the driver. Yeah. He'd never, he'd just think like, oh my God, if I had that car, everyone would think I was great. But then he never even noticed the guy who was driving it. It doesn't 
even matter. It doesn't matter. And then he said, too, he, like, got to know some of the guys. And then some of the guys would just be, like, working, spending two-thirds of their salary on this $300,000 car. They're spending that on the the lease of it. And they're not even doing that good, you know? It's just, like, (laughs) money doesn't necessarily reflect... How, how much you spend doesn't isn't necessarily like a real indication of w- the wealth that you have. Yeah, and they've said a lot of times I've heard when you meet extremely wealthy people that you really have no idea that they're extremely wealthy. Yeah. Because they, are, they have a different mindset. They know not to be so ostentatious. Oh, ostentatious. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Vocab word. With it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm coming off of my no spin January, which was actually really a challenge for me because I kind of panicked. Oh, it's so difficult with Amazon out there. It's yeah. It, I found it pretty challenging. I, I will say at at the before the stroke of midnight on New Year's Eve, I panic bought like <laughs> A panic bought a sweater skirt, makeup, some shoes, which I have later found out are not in style. And I and I wish yeah. I I wish I had not done that because as I was going through this month, I ha- I really have not spent any money on stuff for myself. But I got sick. I had my eye infection. I had like to take a couple of days off of um, work and stuff. And I was thinking like, wow, um, the, I had some unforeseen financial issues come up, and I wish I had not panic bought because if I had just said like you know what I'm just gonna do like a no spin January and just went ahead and done it I would have been like oh I probably spent the same amount anyway with these other unforeseen expenses yes I relate to that so much yeah it's like the same way of like you diet all day you diet all day and then at the last minute you're eating fucking cookies yes because you're like I'm starving I'm starving yeah and I need a treat yeah and and I will say though one thing it did help me was it helps kind of curb spending anxiety which I think I have sometimes because like certainly we all need things or we have this idea that like I need to update my wardrobe and I want to do it to look good in my business and I don't want to look like chuggy and um I and and that, that's part of the reason that fuels my emotional spending but because I had decided like I'm not gonna spend it just took that anxiety away from me so I like go past a sale and I'm like oh I'm not spending I don't even need to go pop in I don't need to go through like the ordeal of being like should I buy these because they're on sale when I don't really like them or do I need this whatever I was just like oh no I'm good yes uh the feeling yeah when you because it's kind of like drinking when you're like it's like when you say I can't have anything to drink. Then for some reason it makes it feel better rather than to moderate. Yes. Yeah. To to continue the like g- the tug. Yes. The, like tug and pull of like managing this um like uncomfortable feeling that I'm having. Yeah. And they also say they from what I gather from TikTok, but I've read also in books like uh the uh, easy ways to quit smoking. That uncomfortable feeling that you have it's fine and it's yes. normal sitting with it yeah sit with it and it will go away shorter than you th- it will go away within like a minute oh your feelings don't really last that long yeah and then yeah. it's but you know if you give into it you're like well I've just bought a towel set yeah. <laughs> now I have new towels I guess Um, But I'm like really kind of delving into my personal finance. This is one big goal that I have for myself this year is to actually start bookkeeping because 
basically like I love these TikTok videos where they're like, how much money do you make on the street? If someone stopped me, <laughs> I would street. be like, I have no idea. Yes. I actually have no idea how much money I made. Um, I don't want to know. I don't want to know because I'm afraid. I think I did okay, actually. But but I have no personal accounting system other than once a year, I literally um, jam my fingers onto the keyboard of the TurboTax. Yes. And then I'm like, okay, great. I guess I made 20 grand. Like, let's move on. But I, yeah, I'm just like a monkey just jamming away. And I don't want to do that anymore because what I want to do is I want to have my small business bookkeeping in order. I want to have my personal bookkeeping in order. And I want to be able to make, and I want to, you know, to, for, for this as well, for Lady Journey, I want to be able to make decisions like, oh, say I made $5,000 at the beginning of the month. I have this much money that I can use to live off of. And then I can have this much money to reinvest in my business, yes. which I don't have right now. Right now, everything is just like a big cluster fuck. Excuse my French. I don't even want to address it because I was telling you I was watching these TikToks about like budget binders and I'm like, oh, I want those because yeah. I love stationery. But the, what they're wanting you is like, I'm like, what are these, who are these people? Strippers or service yes. industry? Because uh, they're dealing with straight cash and they, a lot, they have little, um, folders or Ziploc bags in their binders that are allotted to um, finance subjects like car, house, rent, food for the month. And I'm like, what are we supposed to do? Pulse out our money? Right, right. It's like, this is for someone who doesn't have a bank account, I guess. (laughs) And you're just keeping everything under the mattress (laughs) and hoping that there's no fire. But also I'm like, I don't really my income lately has been horrific that you're like it's so I would have nothing in my binders yeah Sarah where what's with your binders you're like I have no car payment (laughs) I like the budget binders as well and I what but I have to say like what attracts me to them is the organization the the organization of it and the fact that they actually have a budget. I mean, I guess for, you know you do have to have money to have a budget, and I you know I'm not I'm not huge, but I have no budget. I have no nothing like that, and so I want to bring that into my life. But the budget binder for me, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, you're not getting any Amex points. How are you getting miles? You're just getting everything in cash. Like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. You want to get, that's what I was thinking about with um, finance and business. Mm -hmm. Like I've been trying to do a, my personal credit card and then anything that's comedy transaction should be on a separate credit card. That's what I need to do too. I need to get, I need to get my small business credit card instead of just putting everything on one um, and just hoping for the best. Yeah. And what I want to do too, what I'm really going to start doing for business and for my for my personal finance, I have found a template. I found a downloadable Google Sheets template and you basically just, it just tells you where to enter everything and you just enter income expenses, income expenses. And you can literally Google like, personal finance template or there's like there's a lot of great template. templates yeah yeah and I think that that's a good way to just be like once a month be like okay like let me just go back through my calendar and see what I made because also like we make a bunch of money in cash you're making money in cash you're spending it and then you're like well I don't even know what happened I just lost a thousand dollars on a street bet absolutely <laughs> well there's so many times every year at the end of the year I have to go through our my finances to send to the accountant and I every year I see double charges. 
Mm-hmm. I've been I've been double yeah. charged through a festival saying, oh, we've got you on the hotel, but you'll have to put down the credit card for incidental. And then I've seen I got charged for the whole hotel. Yeah, it's been a year later. And then I feel weird getting that rinky dink festival that was probably never making money anyway and be like you need to reimburse me oh god yeah that's another reason to just keep an eye on your finances or just do like a monthly a monthly tally or something because I feel like if I had a better handle on my finances then I would be able to like you know spend money more wisely you know spend money more wisely in terms of like like if I have like a big event coming up and I want to buy like a gown or something like I can be like this is a business expense yes this is not a right off doesn't count towards my dry spending January (laughs) business you just find those loopholes find the loophole and then get the the taxes get the taxes taken care of yes but yeah I definitely suggest separate credit cards I've been actually putting a lot of my medical expenses lately on there because insurance is a racket I think it's extortion so now I'm like Anytime that I have to pay for medical, I'm like, at least I'm getting Delta miles out of this. Yes, that if is I'm your insurance company If I'm going to get financially now. raped, I'm getting Delta miles. Yes. <laughs> I love that Delta is your insurance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a free flight for my next doctor's appointment. Yeah. Um, now, one of the things that I thought was so interesting that the guy was talking about with the psychology of money um, was that, you know, we all have these different investing strategies. And this is kind of, I think, gave me some insight into the Bernie Madoff thing as well. It's like people invest from different perspectives as well. And there's a perspective of like greed and thinking that you can get, oh, all I have to do is like X, Y, and Z. And then I'm going to double my money. Or like, all I have to do is go with Bernie Madoff because he's making all this money, even though there's some like clear red flags. Yeah. But this guy was saying, uh, the psychology of money author, I believe his name is Morgan. He was saying that really the best and most sound investment strategy is like literally putting in your monthly investment in your IRA, in your like long-term account, just putting it in there every month for like 30 years. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you know, that's really crazy because you don't need to be super financially literate to do that. It's not, you would think that it's overcomplicated because you see like these finance people and you're like, oh my God, math. And like, that seems like a job I could never do. And it seems so... Um, intrinsically complicated. Yes. But then you hear this guy who's like an, like a financial advisor be like, literally just put money in your IRA, just put it in your mutual fund, do not touch it, do not even look at it, look at it once a year in case you have to like move some stuff around and balance it. And then what a weight off of your shoulders to just know that like that's literally all you need to do. Yeah, that you'll be financially stable later, um, which is always beneficial. It's just, it. I have this problem too I always feel like it's going feels like it's going to be a lot of work and then I don't do it. And then when I do do it, I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot believe how easy that was. And now I'm super pissed that I let so much money on the t- left so much money on the table. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Joe's like that with um, merch. He never really wanted to do it, but now he does it. It takes a little more effort after the show to sell the T-shirts. But like we he I like to say we (laughs) he makes a good amount of money from it that you're like when you add that up at the end of the year you're like that's amazing yeah don't leave money on the table and do those simple things to like increase your revenue if you're a small business it's like in the Chippendales show have you watched that by the way no but I went to I can't get (sighs) into my Hulu oh my god it's so stressful (laughs) I've actually stopped watching it two episodes in but like one of the key scenes this isn't a spoiler but he meets a woman and she goes oh you know you're only filling 
filling the ice glasses two thirds of the way, and that's going to cost this business like you know six hundred dollars a night. In the oh, long with run. the liquor, yeah, yeah, or so, the filler that they use, yeah. yeah. Um, now I have definitely made some bad investments in my time. Like I have like regrets that I have looked back upon and really felt stupid about it. Like I had about $10,000 when I was 28 or 29. I had about $10,000 saved. And um, instead of paying off my student loans, which I really wish I had done, I instead um, decided to use it for art projects. And I made this women's calendar it was a pinup. Yeah, it was kind of like I thought it was like really clever of me. And I, I just don't think it was a terrible idea, but I wanted to like turn pinup girls, like turn it on its ear and make it, you know, be like um, uh, and a conversation about the male gaze. And yeah. Like people dress as pinup, but there's like a little fuck you where it's like a little different and a little nuanced and. And, um, you know, I guess I just had to pay that money to realize that like a calendar is a really poor investment because it is very timely. And it was like then it was like March 2016. And I was like sitting there with a thousand calendars that I had paid a thousand dollars to have the calendars printed and I didn't sell all of them. And I felt like so upset and sad about that because I don't know what I was thinking about because I didn't really have a business plan in place I just thought like I'm gonna get I'm gonna do this and then there was nothing else yes so that was probably one of the worst financial investments that I have made and I wish I wish I had just paid up paid my student loans with that money like it would have saved me so much in the long term but I guess sometimes you hope that like that would have huge returns that you could just pay off that you have that then it makes money and then you can pay off your yes student I, loans in a one swoop I think you know we always have this delusion that it's like it will get picked up by penguin house yeah <laughs> <laughs> they'll want to sell it as a coffee table book but I just had like four open micers like buy it via mail and then I just mailed them basically nude pictures of me and my friends um it was called pin up yours and it's but you know what sometimes I guess you when you do a bad investment it's like was a thousand dollars really that was the most I had to lose it's, to learn that that was a dumbass idea it's not bad and I don't think those are like super bad investments because they're learning yes yes because I've had bad investments but they're like because I helped my boyfriend out at the time right, who has a right. drinking problem yeah I bought him a motorcycle you're like don't help people don't ever help anyone <laughs> that is the moral yes but that to me like at least you had an idea and you put like you put money into it and it didn't work out and it wasn't a huge amount of money it wasn't a huge amount of money and I wish I had just started my IRA earlier that's the only thing I did start my IRA when I was like 30 three I think yeah which is like a little late but you know what at least I have it now and I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep putting money and investing in it and I hope that with my I hope that when I do my personal um you know again I'm just gonna be using this google sheets for my personal budget template but I hope I can see how much money I'm bringing in as a comedian reinvest it and then hopefully I can make more money come up with a concrete plan to make more money yes and then follow it and then get it well, I, whenever I do my personal finances for for comedy, I'm always like, why hasn't the government intervened and been like, <laughs> we need to shut this down immediately? 
there's yeah. no money. I know. I've had a couple of years where I was making like five thousand dollars. I'm like, hallelujah. So, I it's when you deal with personal finances and go through it, it's hard. It's, I think it's one of the hardest things you have. to to do in order to get your life on track and you do have to kind of confront it's like what you were saying earlier like you have to confront the emotional demons that you are face to face with now when you're looking at your spending it's like I spent a thousand dollars thinking that I was going to be a model what was that (laughs) well what was it (laughs) and I spent more than that by the way because I also paid for like the shoot and like all the props and everything else yes well I had that I'm really like at UCB we had to pay for when we did sketch we had to pay for props and I remember being I had a 30 second sketch on stage and I spent a few hundred dollars on costumes and I remember being like this that was absolutely stupid yeah nobody was discovering me at that theater mm-hmm. it was a bad investment no it was, was like look at those costumes I know yeah. the joke was not that great that you're just like I, those are the things that I can get mad about mm-hmm. when you're spending a few hundred dollars. I get annoyed with Joe because he's a big Grubhub abuser. Okay. Yeah. Guys, you are throwing money away if that's your one way of getting meals. Yeah. Fucking go out the door and pick it up. Yeah. I don't do it just because I feel awkward. I, that's lucky for me, I guess. I just feel awkward about being like, hi, my food. Thank you for bringing it. <laughs> it's just like one sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. It's Or like, I mean, I'll do it occasionally. But even then I look at it and I'm like, this is insane how much money they're asking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing a big purchase this year because I am going um to a friend's destination wedding. And I don't know what I was thinking. I actually encouraged her to have it there. I was like, it would be fun, a group trip. <laughs> and then I, I don't know. I thought it was going to be like, I don't know, uh, $800. Why did I think that? It's like, Never. it's like 2,500. And I offered to pay for Mike, my boyfriend, because I feel like he's coming as a, you know, he's coming as my guest. And I just feel like that's the right thing to do when you're bringing somebody to a wedding to be like listen I I will take this one but I'm like wow this is probably this is probably going to be the biggest purchase that I have ever made in my life it in like one chunk and it's not on you and it's not on me it's not on me that's hard yeah. you're like if I I that would not be an issue to me if I was making tons of money but when you're living paycheck to paycheck yeah that's one of those things where I'm like I can't go yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely go. I'm definitely okay. going. Go- I don't want to yeah. talk you. No, no, no. I'm like, hi, I can't make it. But no, this is my best friend. I'm definitely, I'm definitely going, and I do feel like financially stable enough to spend this money, and that's good. Like, I'm in a good place. But I also am like, wow, this is this is a big adjustment, like just putting aside the money for this. Like this is an adjustment of like I'm like, oh, I need to save like a couple hundred dollars every month leading up to this. Yeah. So I'm not getting like hit with like, oh, I have no money for the entire season now. (laughs) I have no money for anything. And um, but, you know, I feel adult about it. I feel like I want to be able to pay this. It's a nice thing. It's a nice thing to do. It's a nice thing to do. And I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be worth it. But at the same time, it is like it is a big amount of money. And I want to be responsible about it. So I don't feel like, oh, my God, I threw that away. And then I'm 89, like living in a hovel. (laughs) Like, I guess I shouldn't have gone to Costa Rica. I know. Sometimes I'm like, just put it on your credit card. But I've done that in the past where I've just put like 
an amount like $2,500 on a credit card. And it was alarming to me how long it took me to pay that off. Yeah. In my mind, I think I'm just going to get like a Hollywood check that will clear it in yeah. the next two months. And I'm like, oh, actually, it's taking me like a year to pay this off. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you budget? Do you budget like in your day to day life? Because I feel like if $2,000 is like, yes, it's a lot, $2,500, whatever. But if you budget, if you do budget properly, then over a period of time, you're like, okay, I'm good. Yes. You know? Well, so this month, I I try to budget, but mainly I do it loosely. Yes. Meaning like, yeah. I'm not going out to eat this month, so I've been cooking at home. All of a sudden, I have a large amount of flour. So I'm like making as much as I can with this flour, which love is it. so cheap. I love it. Biscuit it up. Biscuit it up. Um, I was thinking also of, so I haven't spent any money on clothes, but I have got Amazon purchases, but I consider those business purchases yes. this month. Even when I was doing my no spend January, I would still buy any toiletries. Yes. Which I was like, wow, it's easy to get out of control with that too. I'm like, <laughs> I think Epsom salts count as something that I can have. All of a sudden I'm like, I need foot cream. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes to show you, like, it is, like, addictive. Like, spending it, money is kind of addictive in a way. Do you ever do this when you go to the store? Like, say, if I go to, like, Old Navy or just, like, Bed Bath & Beyond, and I'm like, well, I can't just get one thing here. I actually drove 15 minutes here. Yeah. So I should pick up another thing oh, while yeah. I'm here. And then you're like, that's how I double yeah. my expenses so fast is just being like, well, I'll just pick up this little. I do need scrunchies. Yes, I know. And you're I like, always, you don't need scrunchies. You always need scrunchies. <laughs> Yeah, and this is a thing that I've also found since I've been organizing, like, my cupboard. Um, I buy the same spice over and over again because oh, I don't yes. realize that I have it. Yes. I've done, that's what I've noticed, too. I have have several purchases in my cupboard because I don't realize that I already had it. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing, doing little inventory stuff and organizing. Yeah. I think that's good. I think that's good just in terms of like the overall, like resetting, creating a budget, sticking to it, like organizing your life in a way that you're not just chaotically, you're just like careening through life, which is what I'm doing. I'm just financially careening. Like I'm not spending money. Okay. I'm spending it. I don't know where this is going. I just bought a flight that's $700, but that's what it costs. And I can't, I can only fly Delta because spirit, I feel like like the plane is going to crash. Absolutely. I also have those days where you're like, wow, I didn't really spend any money today. And then you're like, no, you did. It was yeah, online. I spent you $45 at CVS. <laughs> you're like, when I, I bought a plane ticket for yeah. 700 Yes. Yeah. So. I know. It just gets out of hand so quickly. But you were you were telling me you were thinking about the, you were thinking of yes. getting subscription boxes. So go off, queen. So this is what I'm thinking. And if you guys have done this, let me know. Because I am seriously thinking about doing this so I've been had a targeted ad to me called newly n-u-u-l-y and they have clothes that I thought were really cute but um so it's a a subscription clothing service and you get like eight items every month and that you return them after the month and then you get eight new ones and it's 88 dollars a month and I was like usually that's pretty much around the amount of money that I spend on clothes a month totally that I was like that's not a bad idea and I'm seriously thinking about doing this just to try out clothing wise because I do feel like a lot of the reason why I'm buying clothes is I just get tired of it so if I switch it out 
Yeah. That it might be more fun for me to have these like fun pieces in my wardrobe. Um, and then, you know, a month goes by and then I get it. And if I really, really want it, you can buy it from them. And what an eco-friendly thing to do, like an eco-friendly way to do budgeting as well. Yeah. To actually sign up for that and be like, my budget for the year for clothes is literally $1,000 or I don't know, whatever, 89 Eight, times, 12. 12, whatever, whatever mathletes you can figure it out. But yeah. like, I easily would spend more than $1,000 in a year just on like re- updating the wardrobe yeah all the time that I feel like maybe this might be a thing but I am so weary about it that I want to find out if anybody has I have had friends that do stitch fix but that's usually like a stylist and I don't like the clothes that come with it yeah I feel like that's a little bit more of like a yuppie style the stitch fix is like office looks and you're like yeah I don't work in an office I stay at home and I go out at night I just want like a few cute tops every now and then and that's it and I don't need like a stylist I just want to try some fun things out maybe things beyond maybe my style yeah um and see if I like it so I I do. I'm intrigued. So if anybody's done a subscription clothing service. Ooh, let us know. Please let me know because I will. And if I haven't heard, if you guys don't tell, give me any feedback on it, I will try it for one month. I think you can go by oh, one month to know. month and I will let you guys know. Well, now, do you, are you responsible for cleaning the clothes before you return? That's the thing I don't know. I looked at the video over and over again and I because if you if you don't I, have to clean it, then it's like that cuts down on your laundry budget huge. I mean, I I spend probably about twenty dollars every other week to get I our do laundry a lot, done. Yeah. Do but you do your own or do you let someone else do it? We have um a person who is downstairs. They have a little storefront in our building and oh, they do nice. it. So I would I'd actually prefer to do my own laundry, but it's the machines are so expensive, it actually doesn't make sense because I'm it's literally five dollars more, and I'm like I'm gonna you, pay myself more time two dollars an hour (laughs) to do my own laundry when it's just so it's not cost effective but I will say you know dropping it off there is you have to get more stuff dry cleaned yeah because you can't you have to be careful about like delicates and stuff you can never really drop those off because it's anybody's game you're like um this was bigger (laughs) picking something up it was like tiny yeah that's why I kind of stopped doing like a lot of H&M clothes yeah yeah it's weird how like cheap clothes need to be dry cleaned I know it's all polyester it's all polyester the cheapest and then also the most expensive it's all polyester yeah um but I would say like if you are not responsible for cleaning them which it seems like you wouldn't because they probably would have like higher cleaning standards otherwise what's the wear and tear on those absolutely and also do you trust the general public to clean how you like to be clean like you're getting other people clean and it's not great yeah (laughs) that would be mine yeah Um, oh so interesting well I love that I love like creative budget hacks where that's the type of thing that you're like oh I literally just save myself probably a a grand on clothes because I do the same thing too and I don't have a clothing budget in my I mean I have no budget as everyone I'm acting like oh I've never just said that I have no budget yeah who me clothing budget well I I used to have one but I don't have a clothing budget but instead like what I will do is I'll just go through a period of like I'm updating my wardrobe and I just buy stuff that looks reasonable when I see it and it's like that's not there's no rhyme or reason to it and if you were just like okay I'm gonna spend a thousand dollars on clothes a year um that's all I need to do that's what I'm gonna spend and I'm good and no more after that cut cut, cut it out and then you're good it frees up that 
mental real estate about it. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's the thing that I want to move towards as I am organizing my personal finance to just get it off my plate and not just have this like monkey on my back of like I have no idea what's going on back there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that monkey is hanging out and a good old time. <laughs> he is attacking me and others <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, that's a lady journey. That is a lady journey. Well, folks, let us know your budgeting tips. Let us know your budget. We love to hear it. Comment below and please, again, like and subscribe. Please do it. You know you yes. want to, and we will be there for you. Lady journey. Lady journey.